Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Empower You Podcast. I am so So glad that you are here with us. Our topic for today is accepting adversity. Every journey is very unique in what it entails and what life takes you through. But the one thing we are all guaranteed to have is adversity. And we can't take the negative things that happen in our journey personally. We have to just accept them as part of our growth our growth journey, our growth process. And today, our guest is none other than Fresh Laundry himself. Me and Theo Smith, or Fresh Laundry, go back years, and he has just been incredibly inspiring, a great human being. Um, I'm so thankful that he had a little bit of time and his busy schedule to to chop it up with us. Um, Theo, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, um, of course, um, to, to my friends, I'm Theo. To others, I'm Theopolis Smith III. Uh, to others, I'm Fresh Laundry, the artist. Um, I'm a, a young man about to be 39 this year. Wow. Um, I know, right? Getting up in age. <laughs> um, but besides that, I am a artist. I am a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. Um, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. I'm an encourager. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, I'm a human, um, so I am here, and I'm with my, you know, good friend, and that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope, man. Um, the half has not even been told. If you all are are in any way curious about this gentleman, um, I really encourage you to go check out his website, FreshLaundry.com, where you can see all of the incredible artwork that he does. Um, but he is a a great person to talk about adversity and what it means to accept and overcome um, as you go through your growth process. He has just been through so many things, but I'm going to let him speak for himself. But I'm going to jump into these questions because I'm just really excited to uh, to get this thing going. Okay. Theo, what does adversity mean? Man, adversity means um, challenges. I hate to say um, a misfortune or a mishap or um, something bad that happens to you, but I'll say a challenge. Um, it's, it's funny to even say that. I was thinking about even the questions today. Um, I have a glyph tattoo on my arm that says it's one of the symbols of challenge. Um, so I, I wish I could pull my sleeves up. I got, <laughs> I got yeah. long sleeves. Trust me, it's there. But um, that's what it represents to me, just a challenge, not like a misfortune or a mishap. Um, but it's a lesson and a blessing in disguise. Hmm. So you said it's a blessing in disguise, and yeah. for you, it equals challenge. I think that's a good, uh, that is, in my opinion, a good way to think about it, because sometimes you can kind of get down and out, right? You feel like things are happening to you, feel like life is pelting you with negative situations, or you can think of it as, life is challenging you to be nimble and to figure out what the next step is, to figure out another solution. And that is a a 
pro stage of life is when you can really rapid fire figure out solutions for yourself. So that's that's really dope. What does it mean to accept adversity? Um, I would say as far as accepting adversity, it, it means that you're taking on that challenge to be able to figure out what the best solution of it is or the, the, the answer or reason behind it. I think some people, when they have challenges, um, they accept it for what they are and they, they count them as defeat or it's like, okay, this this is what happens to me in life. And they have that repeated numb feeling of, of, of um, things that happen to them or misfortunes that may happen to them where it's just like thumping their mind and they never grow in that or never see a different perspective on it. Um, and so I will say at a time in my life, um, I would just go through the motions where whatever happened to me, I would accept those things. Um, and I would just count it as, okay, this is what's supposed to happen to me. And I, if I didn't figure out this way, that's the only way it's supposed to happen versus going into there was like, well, no, I don't have to settle. Um, or no, if, if, a, if another person could think this way and this happens for their results, who am I? What, what can I do? So those come from repeated habits. So sometimes my misfortunes, like I said, is my blessing because I learned from that that it's other ways um, of, of coming out of it. Um, it's other ways of, of accepting or tackling it. Um, and if, 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 if it can happen to someone else and they come out of it on top, it can happen to me as well, too. Are you, are you saying that by accepting adversity and building habits that create solutions, um, it enables you to actually see the meaning in them and not just reacting? Because you said when you, you were having some life issues, uh, which you can go into or not, um, but but you were having issues that were happening and you would just accept them. Um, explain what you mean. What was your process of accepting them? Um, as far as accepting them and processing is, is it goes parallel with experience. And so that's what made me in the long term be greater. But man, it went from as, as easy as just learning what I was as a person where I was just like, hey, moving out of my parents' house. Um, and heck, the lights are going to get cut off. Do I accept it? What, what did I do to be able to put myself in those positions? What, when, when something happens where, um, heck, someone cuts you off in traffic, I would say that in, in the smaller things, to, right. to like, um, hey, you can only grow this far, you can only grow this far in this company. Um, you know, I just work a job as, as a manager, but they feel like you can only grow this far at the bar or you can get, only get paid this much. And um, you can either accept those things or you can challenge yourself to be better. Um, I know for myself moving forward, I did at one time accept those things um, and just like, okay, if this is life how it's supposed to play out, I accept it and that's it. But you're still frustrated and you're trying to grow and you're trying to be a better person. And I felt like I was choking myself or life was choking me. And um, I was like, this is not how it should be. And in that choking phase, at the same token, I'm thinking I'm growing. So with those experiences, I had to learn the balance of what are you going to do versus just settling. And I think with adversity, sometimes people just settle. And that's not what we, that's not what my purpose is. I just, you can't settle. And um, I found myself, once I learned that, hey, you can't settle with other ways and you have to ask those important questions. So, hmm. yeah. So accepting is not a passive thing then. Like you're not, you're not accepting as in, oh, well, this is my fate. You accept it as this is what's happening right now. Now, how I do I both. overcome that? I did both. It was it was at a time where I was just accepting it. It's like, okay, this is life. That's it. But it's like, now it's like, okay, I accept this for the time being. That's why I can the next best steps 
or um, what kind of experience I'm going to create for this to be a stepping stone. So like, for example, with me uh, moving from my parents' house to um, getting a new job to, um, you know, being able to, I was a shy person, very shy, very quiet, to figure out like how I'm going to maneuver around people and talk in circles of influence. Who am I to do that? What does that look like for me? And I had to pretty much learn the structure. I had to put myself on the limb saying, okay, if this person tried this to be able to go talk to five different people that he did not know, or being able to challenge my, my workload and being able to meet goals for that week and set goals and just crush them um, to being able to figure out like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set goals. I'm going to budget. I'm going to learn who I am. And then I'm going to excel in all these things and being able to balance and almost like spinning plates. I had to learn how to do that for myself. Right. You got to figure out what the problem is um, exactly. first, you know, you accept what's happening and don't, don't act like it's not real. Um, that's you know, what, you know. And that is the key because it's funny everything that you're saying right now like you act like it don't exist and I, I think some people they, they they shrug it off where it's like um okay this has happened to me i'm going to switch scenes and try something new how about those bears you know kind of kind of thing <laughs> but at the same right. token like my, my dad would tell me he's just like you can't run away from things that's always going to be there um i paraphrase it now where it's like you can't throw perfume on a dead person and think it's not going to smell it's going to happen. So it's not going anywhere. And it's like, what are you going to do to be able to tackle those things? And so I found myself where I, I've learned and still learning how to tackle things head on and saying, hey, this is a problem. We need to find solutions. Um, this is a, a growing moment for you. And are you willing to tackle it? How bad do you want to change? A mm. bigger team of things. Right. There, there's a couple of things you said there. One you talked about, um, well, the last thing you said was, how badly do you want to change? And you spoke earlier about, you said that you were a shy person and things like that. Um, I think change is, is so necessary for growth. Change is so necessary for figuring out um, what the solutions are to the adversity that you face. Um, but we get really comfortable we get really comfortable being ourselves, right? Um, tell me a little bit uh, about what your change looks like, uh, what, what your change looked like as far as, you know, you spoke about being shy. Now, just a little bit of a backstory. I met Theo probably six, seven years ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so we almost a decade in, bro. Decade in, I love uh, it. <laughs> and... Uh, you were very, very different than you are now, but you weren't at all um, because I know your character and things like that, which has not changed. So I think sometimes when we think about growth and change, we think that's going to um, change the fabric of who we are, you know, um, and that's not always the case. Can, can you talk about how that, how necessary the, the change and the acceptance of that adversity, those challenges that you were facing, what that looked like and how you, how you dealt with that on a personal level. Because I know for myself, when I feel myself, well, I'll put it like this. As I get older and I change, I realize that certain behaviors, certain things don't make as much sense to me. Or I feel like I have a different set of priorities that 
encourages me, compels me to make different decisions that are sometimes not supported by any of the rest of my brain, so to speak. You know, it's just how you feel, what you know, that burning, um, compelling feeling. What was that like for you? Man, it went from being, that change looked like being, thought I was alone, thought that no one understood me or never went down my path or, or just, like I said, going from accepting things in life, I got, I became numb and I was literally going to kill myself. I was literally going to commit suicide where I would, you know, think about like, okay, do I really have a purpose now? Like at first I was doing great. I was like, okay, cool. My, my family is good. But like, you're, you're even with your family, they can only understand you so much because everyone is, it's the individual at the same time too. Even though you come from like this, this dope village, you still have like this, this lonely walk at the same token. And I felt like, okay, why am I here? Um, I'm just going to accept it to like saying this is not right. My gut, my instinct doesn't doesn't feel like it's right. And I literally, that's when I start reaching out and like, okay, what what is everybody else doing? And I say I was I was there to mimic, but I just wanted to know if there was a who who else is like like me, in a sense where they're trying to figure out life or they're just trying to they're trying to grow. They're, 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 they're not say stuck, but they want better as well too. And believe it or not, you were one of those people. <laughs> oh yeah. You were, yeah. You were one of those people where I was like, okay, um, I, I, I want to surround myself with good people. Um, they have an upbeat attitude that that's, that wants something out of life and they're, they love themselves. And I had to learn how to love myself. And during those quiet times, I, I, I gained my confidence by watching, you know, yourself and others. And like, okay, it looks good on them. Let me try on this as well, too. And so that's how I met people or reached out to people. And I mean, I genuinely love people, dude. So that 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 goes hand in hand where it's like, not saying that I want anything from anybody, but I want to know that, hey, if you care enough to talk to me and reach out to me, I want to make sure that you know that I care for you as, as well. And I, that was like the the, the blueprint of what I was going to do with my life. Then I found myself like, I, I seen you and your passion and your purpose. And that's where I found myself. Likewise, I seen you singing. I seen you doing your, your thing. I seen you in, in the, in the theater. At the <laughs> and I'm like saying like, wow, it's like, he gets it and he's free and he's okay with being himself. And, and for myself, I, I went through bouts. Like I would paint in my mom and dad's garage where I would knock out four or five paintings of, of my artwork per night, just, just to think clear. And it was like, okay, all this is out of me. Now what's next? And then I would write myself notes on my bed at night. So going down my parents' basement, I would write notes and just and had those things where it says, how bad do you want it? Or what have you done with your 24 hours? Or, um, hey, you got a new, new start tomorrow. Let's make it fresh. Do, do something that's, that's for you, that's going to propel you to another level. And don't go to sleep or don't be comfortable in the same slumber that you always used to. And so those are the beginning phases where I found my rhythm and found my, 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 my change and just existing. And I was like, okay, it's more to my life than just, just, just existing and being numb and just accepting life. And it was like, it's okay to even fail. And I think we have to remind ourselves that often because so many people are starving for perfection where we forget you learn the best in your, in your failure as well too. And that propels you to, to your next levels or your, your better perfection. You never be perfect. 
but it, it puts you on the pathway to your change. I'll say that. So hmm. that, that was it in a nutshell, man. <laughs> that's that's really great, man. I'm you know, I'm I'm humbled by by uh somebody like yourself drawing any type of inspiration from me because you know, I was looking up to y'all. I was looking <laughs> up to you and others, you know what I'm saying? And so um, I was trying to make sure that I was as um, fearless about my craft as I was watching, you know, you be about yours. Um, you know, just the way that you work and, and the, the art that you create is fascinating to me. Like, I don't even know where, like, it's, it's incredible. It's great. It's like watching a waterfall. You don't even question it. You just, you just know it's going to be dope. And um, it's, it's really awesome. And so I think, well, I believe, just like yourself, there's moments in your journey where you have to accept your story um, mm -hmm. as a starting point, um, not as the finished product. I, we sometimes can get so caught up because we do feel alone, because we do feel stuck, because we do feel stifled, because the first step of accepting um, your adversity is to, like you said earlier, is not to run from it and to recognize that it is real and that this is happening, but that doesn't have to be the end of it. Running into the problem is only half of the, 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 the story. Oh, yeah. Running into the problem just sets the stage for your next victory. Yeah. And so you have to take a moment and realize that and accept what's happening and then start creating solutions and because you know life can be weird we can really especially in today's society we can get real caught up in what everything looks like i don't want to change people think i'm gonna people are gonna treat me differently but your right. change creates that momentum yep. um that 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 really um helps you move forward that pulls you up out of that adversity that creates those strategies um because you can't, you said every night you used to sit down and write yourself notes before you went to bed. You know, that wasn't something you did your entire life, right? You, you had to build those habits in because that change is what created that momentum waking up the next day. You know, waking up the next day and spending the next 24 hours, those notes that you wrote yourself, these, you know, that goes back to what you said earlier is building habits to overcome which builds experience. So accepting adversity builds your experience and your experience builds all the extra swag and stuff that, that, that you know, yeah. you just don't have it when you're fresh and you're green, you know? That's, that's, really, uh, that's really dope, man. Oh my God, Ugh, I'm having flashbacks. I remember so many of these talks and things that we used to have. Uh, I remember when you were analyzing a tree one time and talking about, you asked us what we saw, and then you told us what you saw, which is completely different. And it was in one of those, it was that, I feel like we were on the porch or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, this dude's a genius. Like, I don't see any of that. But I saw it after you said it. Even even that moment, because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But even in that moment where, if you put yourself out there and tell a person, you have to be, first is have to be people that you trust. But when you're speaking of like, hey, what's your, even your visions, not just even though that was just a tree paraphrasing, but like, of what do you want to be in life? And what do you want to do in life? You may see one thing, but then you have someone that say, now blow it out the water. 
but they may come to you and say, I see this in you, I see this, this, this in the third of you. And you're like, yo, I see that too. And then you just take off and then you just, you gain that experience. You, you gain that understanding. And so that helps you grow in, in those moments as well too. So that's another key, surround yourself around with the right people. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, because the other thing that I don't feel like people talk about as much, I know they, they definitely didn't talk about this to me when I was coming up. Your adversity builds your confidence. It's not just something that's happening to you. You are stronger every solution. Every single time something happens that you accept, you understand, you analyze, you create a solution or a, a new habit to overcome. You know, it's just like, you know, running out of money every at the end of every month. OK, it's like, all right, this is a thing that happens. We have to build a new habit to prevent this from happening. So now every month when you would have been broke, you would have been out of money, you now have so much more confidence because you know how to manage that much better the resources that you have. Um, and so that confidence um, that comes from accepting adversity um, and not taking it personally. I know I, my entire life, I'm getting over this now as I get a little older, but my entire life, you know, when I've heard, I've heard no a lot. That was one of the main yes. things, oh my God. you know, as a, as a, as growing up as a black kid. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no. Can we do this? Yeah. No. Can we do this? That's always what I heard. And it wasn't like, it wasn't out of love. It wasn't, I wasn't malnourished or anything. It was just, there were things that were not accessible to us. And that's the reality of, of being a, you know, a, a poor black kid, you know, and, um, you just can't do certain things. There's stuff that you just can't have. There are things that you just will never have access to at that point in your life. And because of that, you look at the world like a big no. And you feel like everything you gain, you getting away with something. And then, and right, and you, you think about that. It's like as soon as after you get it, you're like, okay, what's the consequences to this? Right. That's the worst feeling in the world because like you, you, just like you said, those no's as a kid that are just even in life and not just even from our parents or whatever, but just, it was always no, but it was almost like you're giving your, the best version of you and, and the best intentions on why you deserve to have it. And you still get that no. And yes. that's how you accept for life to be. Yes. It's almost like a person going around. If I was to give a person a flower and they turned down my flower, that's how I felt. Ooh. <laughs> Every person I give a flower to, they say, well, no, thank you. I don't want your flower it would crush a part of me inside. And I was like, okay, right. that's how I accepted life at first. Right, right. Even you know? my good intentions are negative. Even yes. my good intentions aren't good enough. Even all my yeah. prayers aren't good enough. Exactly. And so like you said, when you get something, you almost like second guess it. Like, do I deserve this? Am I supposed to have it? Is it what is it about to get taken away? Is there a catch to it? So, mm. I, oh man, I totally, mm. get, I totally get all of that. That's a... <laughs> That is another pitfall you can fall into also yes. in regards to adversity. Um, wow. You can get so used to, to hearing no's um, that you build habits that will overcome that adversity, but not in a way that builds you, in a way that becomes toxic because you're not learning the lesson. You're just See, fixing that. it. You know, yeah. it's like I got a $500 issue and I go, you know, do a few things and now I got $600. Did you learn the lesson or did you just fix the problem? Right. You know, and there's a difference there. Yeah. And if we're not grounded, if we're not surrounded by, um, you know, good people, if we don't 
have that that vision for ourselves, any type of faith, if we don't um, expose ourselves to new positive habits that overcome that, not just in the moment, but but on a continual basis. Um, because when you accept what's happening to you, when you accept the life that you have, your experience as a starting point, it's humbling. And I think a, a lot of times, you know, at least for me, I don't enjoy being humbled, but I also find safety and value in staying grounded. And so yeah. I try to I try to change that verbiage around because you think of humble and you think of like, I don't know, like pushed around or something. You think of like yeah. the bald headed stepchild, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the term that we use in, in the black community, bald headed stepchild. It does not have any diss to anyone who was a stepchild or anyone who was bald. I myself am bald. I was not yeah, a stepchild you're though. But, you're decorative bald. Hey. Um, but uh yeah, that 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 can become very, very toxic the way that you internalize your adversity that's why it's so important going through life going through your process that you are accepting adversity and listening to people and like this podcast you know a guy who who is is an incredible visual artist talking about how he sees himself and how he has grown into who he is those are very important lessons to learn when I was coming up, I didn't have anybody to talk to about this. Like you either went to church and they covered it in the sermon or they didn't. Exactly. You you have to figure out where, where was God in the message that day. <laughs> right, right. What did you get from the sermon today? <laughs> Nothing. You, you're a heathen? <laughs> exactly. You got a heart issue. Right, you got a heart issue. You weren't you praying enough. Uh, no, not it. <laughs> That's another story. That's another podcast. <laughs> That you're exactly right, though, man. Oh my goodness, what's what's the biggest lesson you've learned um, along the way of accepting your adversity? My biggest lesson I've learned is, and I'm still learning because I'm always always learning. I would say you you have never or you would never arrive. And what I mean by that? Hold on, say that again. That, that hit arrive. my whole spirit. You will never arrive. And what I mean by that is just when you think you've got or you've got over your adversity to be able to have a, a, a comfortable place, it's always going to be room to grow. And it's always going to, you always going to have to revisit it because you're going to have to learn something because every situation is going to be tailor-made uh, to create a, a new experience for yourself. And so I had to learn that I don't know everything. I'm still learning. I don't know everything. And sometimes I have to shut up. I have to listen. I have to be be humble enough to figure out that, okay, you tried it this way. And if it's not working for me, don't keep trying to, you know, put a, a, a square in a circle hole. <laughs> right. You know, like, you know, can't put a peg in a, in a circle, you know. So you have to be okay with, with backing up, saying, hey, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn again. I'm willing to learn a different way of doing something. Mm -hmm. Or just being honest with yourself saying, hey, I don't know how to do this and that's okay. And it goes back to loving yourself enough to say like, cause you don't want to go around just faking stuff where, Oh, I got it all together. I'm gonna do this. I don't need your help. Just stand over there, roll my sleeves and I get it. And then you mess up something that could be potentially beneficial for yourself and others. Mm. So you have, that goes back to being honest with yourself and saying, Hey, 
I don't have it all together. I'm, 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 I want to grow. I want to be the best version of me. And you have to be honest with yourself and you have to own it that, that you don't have it all together. And um, like I said, even when you get to that, that plateau of, oh, I've, get, I've got it. I got a good rhythm. That's it. I don't need anybody's help again. Think again. Reconsider. Resubmit it. Sure. <laughs> On the subject. Man, that is so, you said you will never arrive. You just will never arrive. There's no point in your process. If you're listening to this, just know, just as, as, as Theo has said, your process is never over. That's why these strategies, these attitudes, the things that he is saying about building habits that overcome um, your adversity. That's why that's so important because it will always be there. So you can't take it personally. I'll, I'll tell you like it was taught to me. Um, temptation is permanent. And what I mean by that is you can always have a loophole of falling something where, you know, like that toxic mind frame or you in your habits that are, they're not pushing you to where you need to be you have an option to fall into it again or you have an option to go around. It's almost like a pothole. If you know a street that goes from your job to your home and you pretty know pretty well where like the, the bumps in the roads are, you know where the, the, the potholes are, the big thick ones that you like, well, I, why, why can't they patch this up yet? You know where the sewers are that if you, if you smack down too hard or you'd be like, I don't want to mess up this car. You don't want to go through those potholes again. So your goal is to make sure that you're swerving around these things. And so even though that it may be permanent or it may feel to be permanent, what are you going to do to maneuver? Because you don't want to be in those situations again. So is life. So is life. Man, I know I've had that problem for sure. I have a real, it bothers me that that last part, um, the whole, you will never arrive. You know, temptation is permanent. That is daunting to think about because um, sometimes you feel so overcome, overwhelmed, uh, frustrated, Mm -hmm. as I often do. And so the idea that you'll never arrive sounds just completely debilitating to me. I don't want, but the thing is, I don't (laughs) want you to, but don't count it as a negative thing because that goes back to everything on being perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, though, are you okay with functioning in your discomfort? Hmm. You have to be, you have to build that experience to know that, okay, even though it may not be a perfect situation, is it effective though? Yeah. And if you're, if you're effective, that's all that matters. And that's what gains the experience and the understanding and the liberty to be able to do whatever you need to do in those moments. And see that experience, um, that experience just makes you fearless. Yes. <laughs> that, that ex- and that is something that I, you know, have, have experienced for sure. Um, not that I'm not scared of things or I don't have normal human fears, especially right now. Boy, I tell you what. Um, Man. We're going to leave that one alone for this moment. But. <laughs> Um, the confidence that you gain, the fearlessness 
that you gain walking into unfamiliar situations, growing that comfortability in being uncomfortable. You, you you know, it's just like buying new clothes. You starting to know your size just right. You starting to know just how the pants you like to wear fit and how, you know, you starting to, you know, get your little swag on. That's life is being able to dress yourself in your adversity and look good while doing it. Um, But that only comes from trial and error. Experience. That's that experience that that got you shining. It's not just because it's not a filter, basically, and not if you're doing it right. (laughs) It's not a filter. That is your experience that gives you that confidence. Um, I know that in in today's society, it's hard not to concentrate on what everyone else is doing. It's hard not to be overcome with the grandeur of other people's lives. I mean, you look at Instagram, you see these incredible photos of the lives that people have and all of that stuff. And um, it can be inspiring. It can be discouraging. It can make you feel like, you know, you're never going to have that. But the main thing that I try to remember is that, um, actually, somebody said this today on Facebook, Yolanda Naylor did. I actually had her on the podcast. Um, she said, what is for you will be for you. You have to work hard and just be patient. It's going to happen. It's not going to go away just because somebody went on that hike first. Somebody bought a nice car first. Somebody got to leave their job and and be a solo entrepreneur first. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to. That just means that's just not where you're at just yet. Um, And that's something that I know I have to remind myself a lot. And I encourage everybody else to remind themselves of that, too. It is a growing practice. And just like you said, you never arrive. I've never thought about it like that. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today, and I said, I feel discontent with the spot that I'm at. I feel very good about the work that I'm doing but I feel like I'm trying to fit into clothes that are too small in certain aspects of my life. And, uh, (laughs) and they told me, they were like, I think that's probably how you're always going to feel to some extent. I don't think it'll always be in this particular way, but I think that's probably how you are always going to feel. There's always going to be a new journey. There's always going to be a new thing that you have to pursue a new vision that you have. Um, And that's, again, you know, we're going back to the first question. This is why you build habits that help you overcome. That is the, that, when you said that, building habits, that is the main ingredient to accepting adversity. You have to change your habits. You can't take the same tools in for every single job. I agree. You know, you have to continue to put new things in your toolbox that give you that fresh swag, that give you that fresh confidence. And I'm saying swag, and I'm I'm equating that to confidence and to and to to experience. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, what what do you wish people understood about faith and how accepting adversity? ties into that two things of faith um of course me being a, um from a, a a prayer family and then I'm, I'm a christian and it was always taught to me faith about works is dead and it's it's true but um kind of going back from where we just talked about you over you overcome by the 
blood of the lamb and the word of his test of your testimony. Mm, say that again. And what I what I mean by that is, like I said, first, faith without works is dead. If you're not doing anything and depending on God, uh, for me it's Jesus. If if I'm not depending on God to f- fulfill what He's allowing me to do, it's pointless. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 I'm doing it in vain. There's no there's no purpose for it whatsoever. I don't I don't like existing, and I learned that in my roughest times. And when I mean by overcome by the word of the Lamb. Uh, the, the blood of the lamb and, and the word of my testimony means that, hey, God did this for me and through me. And I am okay with telling you the process. Like you mentioned on Instagram, you have all these dope pictures of what, you know, the final presentation or the way this this, this beautiful woman looks or this guy looks or they on the island somewhere, they chilling and they got the, you know, the, the flying drone and they seeing them waving on the island. <laughs> All this stuff, you know, the the music is just right, you know, the whole nine. And that's all fine and dandy, but if it's a true process, like for me, you see see my wins, but you don't see me stand up all night. You don't see me crying and frustrated for me to, you know, see someone that's murdered on TV and what that does for me and how I had to process my thoughts because someone that looks like me is killed and for me to being able to produce something beautiful out of that. people don't see that side of the process they that's why when people come on a journey with me i want to show you the process versus you seeing a a final picture it's a process and it's layers dark and light to the whole story to create me or my canvas if you will and so if people understand that the process is ugly it's gruesome it's 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 sad it's degrading it's I, there's nothing that anyone can tell me that I haven't told myself negatively. Mm. To being able to go from that process to figuring out what can I say about myself that's going to help me be the best version of me. Not perfect, but the best version of me. And you learn that when you find your rhythm. That's the process. That's that's the the unadulterated, just the naked truth about the process. You will have ugly days. You will not have this, that mind frame every day of of wanting to tackle that. But the, at the end of the day, though, how bad do you want it? I'm, I'm still in the process. I have some great milestones that I've hit. And that's milestones. That's what we check for. Just like we're driving from one city to the next city. Like, for example, I'm going out of town, and I'm here for a way, and I'm going to Chicago. I'm looking for certain signs and stops along the way. I get tired. I get frustrated. I hate those tolls. I got to pay. <laughs> I hate right. That's that adversity. That stuff right that's that's that adversity. Go It's just mandatory. I hate driving around people who, who was negative and, and, you know, crazy in the Chicago loop, <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> but you, when you get to your destination, was it not worth it? Was everything that you've been through to get to where point A to point B, you appreciate it more. And don't you, if there was some adversity, when you get to the person that you need to get to or the destination you get to, man, I went through this, I went through that, I went through this, and you tell the story of where you came from just to get to your destination. So it adds value to your destination. 
Mm. So, mm. you said so. <laughs> adversity adds value. Adversity adds value. Um, you talked about your faith um, and not. It, I'm trying to, I have so many thoughts rushing through my head. I'm taking notes as you're speaking. Uh, one of the things that I think that I want to say, what do you do when you feel like God is telling you no all of the time? Is that your adversity? Is that you not having faith? How do you identify what your purpose is from the adversity that you face along the way? Because sometimes you can be committed to your journey and you talk about faith without works is dead and you have to know that the work that you're doing, the things that you're doing, the blood of the lamb, meaning your purpose, meaning the things that were given to you that you never asked for, the things that were gifted to you that you never asked for, your ability to sing, your ability to paint, in your case, your ability to speak, your ability to solve complex problems, your ability to grow things, your ability to whatever it is that your special talent is, um, when you're that which is given to you, you can face really hard adversity trying to walk in that purpose. How do you know if you are not, how do you know if you are actually doing the right thing in the midst of your adversity? What are the milestones that you need to be identifying along the way? Because for me, one of my, one of the, the, the main things that I still struggle with and I have to um, I'm getting better at this, but um, I have to figure out is sometimes you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything good. You don't hear anything bad. You don't hear anything. And so you're going through adversity and you can't hear anything. What, what that, those moments where you feel completely alone, you start to wonder, um, is this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be this human being? Is this really my calling? What are the milestones for figuring that out? That adversity, that self-adversity, where you are having all those negative thoughts and things that you just go through and the ugly of the process. So I, I'm thinking of all kinds of stuff right now, even from my past experiences. First, you have to remember that um, some of the tools that you have gained along your journey from other things that you have been in adversity with, it may be the job that you're going to need for this one as well, too. It's an African proverb that says, you know, everything's a nail to a hammer. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, that, but the thing is, you have to know your tools enough how to use them. But then also, too, I'm going to shift gears here. When those times where you don't feel like you hear nothing, or are you unsure? 
are you, you question God or, you know, are you question, am I, do, am I on the right journey? Or if you answer those things and you feel like, okay, where is it at now? I think I've done enough to, to get to this point. Um, and God says, no, he didn't say. It may be a no because it, you may not need it or it may be a no because it's not the right timing. Prime example. My daughter, of course, I have a four-year-old daughter, but when she was like two o'clock, not two, two o'clock, <laughs> two years old, <laughs> when she, no, probably one or two, and she would see my food. And I, you know, I love to cook. You know, I love to cook. Yeah, y'all, listen, Theo's a beast in the kitchen, yo. Yeah. Who wants smoke? <laughs> right, who wants smoke? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it was one of those things where, you know, I make some fire food and say, for example, that night I make a steak. No, it's good. It's succulent, cooked to perfection, medium rare, all the sides, trimmings just right. Better than a restaurant sometimes. All most. the time. All the time. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. And, and my daughter is looking at me and says, Daddy, I want a piece of that steak. I tell her no. Why do I tell her no? Because I'm not giving a one-year-old something that she cannot handle at the moment. There's nothing wrong with the steak. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to taste the steak. Actually, I want to give you a piece of it because it's just that fire. <laughs> <laughs> but if I give it to you right now at this moment, you would not be able to, to, to actually break it down, digest it without choking. I think that's that way with God, with us, where we ask our ask God, ask Dad, hey, I want to have this, I want to have that. Not to say that He doesn't want to give it to you, but at the time, what other adversities do you need to tackle and tools that you would need to keep it? Hmm. It's one. It's one thing to get what you want, but it's another thing to be a steward and have it for the long run. It's like a person. They want a dope, dope car, dope mansion. People want the brand new Tesla off the lot, zero miles. But when that break down, what mechanic in town do you know that's going to handle it? Yeah. Yeah. If you know anything about if you know anything about Teslas, you have to give it back to the Tesla dealers. Yeah. To be able to handle that. Because you're not going to go up to to uh to to Ricky and Slicky Bobby at the street. <laughs> <laughs> Say you don't you know no good <laughs> and go right. to your car. You want someone that has a good stewardship over it. So same thing with what God gives to us. He knows what we need at the right time. And most times when we get it, you're like, you know what? It was all worth it. The process was worth it. You know? Mm-hmm. So. I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, I, I completely agree with that. That's a really hard lesson to learn about your journey is just that um, everything in time, everything in time. Um, I think Nipsey Hussle said being right on time often feels like you're too late. Mm. And um, it's because sometimes you see the vision way before you get it. And that is the gift is the vision. There's so many people that walk around life with absolutely no vision for themselves. And so the fact that you see a vision for yourself that is 
not based in 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 greed and and all these other things that is based in that that gift that you did not ask for um that's a blessing right there and that's for you to cultivate and you have to let your journey um determine how 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 what finds you at what time um because you know god is not going to give you something that you can't handle um in the universe whatever it is that you subscribe to there is still that perfect timing that exists in that and your adversity your experience as you as you accept your adversity and i don't mean accepted like somebody's sending you a letter in the mail saying you gotta go down to the courthouse and pay a ticket i mean <laughs> accept it like you just graduated accept it like i'm walking up here to go get my adversity because yeah. i want to see what next they got for me exactly because it may be something right now but when it's a stripe on my arm i'm not even gonna be thinking about the rest of that right and so you got to walk up proudly and accept it and and as a gift because not everybody has the benefits of 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 experiencing adversity think about some of these super super rich privileged people they will never have the depth that you have because they will never experience the diverse the adversity um that you have experienced and so the perspective the growth, the swag that comes with adversity. I think that's why people love black people so much. They don't like to love us, but they do. Yeah. Because we make adversity look good. Make it look excellent. Yes. You know, the 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 amount of accomplishments that we have achieved in spite of what we have experienced is a is a shining example of accepting your diversity and not as a as a drudgery but as a crown um it is a shining example that i cannot be broken you know and i think that is something that continues to resonate in your art um is this this resounding theme of resilience in every piece that I have seen, it has constantly spoken to me in a triumphant way. I've never felt down or depressed or 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 upset by anything I've seen from the art that you have made. I've always felt empowered. I always felt uplifted. I always felt that much more determined because when you can take ashes and turn them into art the way that you do, it is just, powerful and that is that blood of the lamb that thing that you didn't even ask for but that is gifted to you and that's the testimony that everybody gets that gets a part of that because it's funny when you mention a gift every gift that a person has is not meant for them hmm. Explain I, I, that. I strongly believe that i think that any gift that you have like you know whether it be singing or art or um at counseling whatever that that niche is it's for 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 everyone else. We just reap the benefit of the the tools to be able to to do it. We reap the benefits of how to execute or grow in those gifts for everybody else. So when we when we when we doing those gifts, you, you find witty ways of oh this is what helps 
the people do it this way. This will help people see it this way. Oh, this is what they feel when I do this. But guess what? It helps yourself as well, too. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like everything that your gift that that you that you walk around with and you you pursue and you you pump out is for everybody else. It helps it with their gift. Hmm. Wow. Your gift is not for you. <laughs> the adversity is. <laughs> the gift isn't for you. The adversity is. Because nobody gets the benefits of the adversity. They just see the, the painting at the end. They don't get the strength and the swag and the confidence that goes along with it. They just get the 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 ending result that makes them feel a certain way. Um, I, I've, I've experienced this in theater. And for some of y'all that don't know, I act and stuff like that. A little bit. But one of the things that I noticed about doing theater with live storytelling is that you live with a story and and I and and maybe I'm wrong here but you live with the experience of of the painting way past yes its point of creation yes and that never leaves somebody never leaves. can love that painting so much but they will never fully be able to experience it the way you did. Do you know how many people don't understand that? I've never heard anyone even articulate it that way. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they, oh my goodness. They, they see the finished product, but never they don't get the feelings of everything that you poured out to yeah. be able to do that. Or everything that you've been through, your adversities that you conquered just to 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 have your confidence and your your boldness about yourself and your like and then when when you find that you figure out what else can I get into and it's like a shockwave like heck like I can make things happen even though they're sitting in my home where if I put something up it'll go viral you know and not and not to like be cocky or I'm, I don't want clout but like your purpose it you you see it in real time that it becomes bigger than you. Yeah, and it's yeah. a beautiful experience because it's like okay, I, I get it. I I I found another key to who I am and what I can do, and be able to share with the masses. It's almost like a big screen. It's not like you're screaming, but it's like <laughs> it's like literally like you you create earthquakes of this purpose that you found yourself in this, and it's and no one can take that away from you. Oh man, that's like making me emotional a little bit, man. Because, you know, when you think about all those hours and those long nights of feeling forsaken, but yet encouraged and frustrated, but determined, you know, it, it, it molds you. That's, that is the gift, you know, and I, and I want, mm, that is the gift. Adversity is the gift that your, your calling gives you, that that thing that you don't, that you're just good at, that you feel compelled to do, the things that you suffer for it, that is the gift of it. The end, it, the end product is for someone else. But the, the, the process, that rich, ugly process is for you and it makes you unbreakable. Man, 
Oof. That got that's I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to process that a little bit, man. That was uh I didn't even that's just I'm thankful that I even felt that any of that flowed through me because I just got like goosebumps and I felt very emotional just when I think about the process of what it takes to create art to go through this experience of being black in America and and, and dealing with what we deal with and and feeling the hate propelled at us through media and other imagery and to still be able to take that and create something beautiful that other people can gravitate towards like ugh, that's a lot that's a lot but not to not to paraphrase it but it's the characteristics of god ah I mean, absolutely Ooh. for for me you know you see in like this 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 man on the on the cross where he his his intentions were to make sure that everyone else was good but it was a process that he had to walk through it's we we are a great in the sand of what that is you know yeah and so obviously from that point of view of like you know Everything my gift is not for my for myself. Parallel with God. My adversity is not just for me. I gain the benefits of it though because I know how people move. Even if you have people like Judas kiss you. <laughs> That's another story. And That's but I still, move, but still but I still I I hold it as a crown and I make it where at the end of it all, it's going to be beautiful. I mean, we're, we're neck and neck in parallel with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man, that's uh, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. I feel that very, very much in my spirit. Um, the and, and I think for those who are, I know for those who are listening, please know that one of the indicators that you're doing the right thing is your intention behind it. If you are doing things for self-gratification and for self-gain and they're not going well, you're having a rough go of it, that's probably because it's not in your purpose. It's just, it's okay to stop too. <laughs> it's okay to stop. It's okay to stop, and really. redirect. Yep. Because if you're really doing things... Um, that are in your gift and in your purpose, you won't always be the end result. That won't always be what you're focused on. I had a friend tell me, um, I had lunch and coffee and we're just kind of chit-chatting on ideas and things. And uh, they said, your idea of success benefits others. And I challenge anybody who's listening to this, when you're thinking about your gift or your purpose or, or your process as you accept adversity, as you accept your story, as you accept um, with honor your experience, um, ask yourself that question. Ask yourself what success looks like for other people. Does that, because if you're just doing something for self-gratification, you know, I just want you to be aware of that. Because as things happen, 
you need to be intimately aware that the things you're going through are because you are pursuing your own self-interests, not because you're trying to contribute something positive to the world or to your community. And that if that's the journey you're on, then okay. But understand that. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question before we go into our thought exercise. Okay. Um, if you had 10 minutes with all the young and upcoming artists of color and any young artists, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? What would you tell them about what they can expect to go through? Wow. I would tell them, um, and only artists, not say only artists will get this, but be okay with being naked. And what I mean by being naked, not as in a physical naked, but you're pulling all of your, you're pouring all your thoughts and your, 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 your moments where people may not understand, but only you on display for the world to see. And you have to be okay with what, if they like it or if they don't like it. Um, be okay that this is your voice. No one can take it from you. Uh, be okay with being able to, to share your process, share your story. Um, being okay with um, the growth, learning new mediums, because sometimes that can be scary. Um, being okay to ask those questions from other artists. Um, I count myself as a, as a, as a resource. And I have people that ask me all the time, how do you do this and how do you do that? And I, I will tell them and you would think that like, okay, why are you telling me you like, you like Yoda when it comes to stuff like this? <laughs> I would tell them to just, it's, your voice is necessary and don't hold back. Because it sets you free, but it sets others free. So that would be it. Just, just make dope stuff. Especially now times, man, and and things that are, are going on in the media and you know that's in our neighborhoods and in our community and, and abroad, uh, it's easy to to shrink back. It's easy to um, not let your voice be heard because you're afraid of the backlash that someone may say. But sometimes you may be the the voice that only you can do. You may be the only voice that can can translate the right way. Art has a voice, you know, visual communication. Sometimes word can't, words can't do it. Sometimes, you know, um, people's actions can't do it, but if they see something, it stops them in their tracks, it makes them think. And I think with art, we we have a experience to be able to, to give you something that most people can't translate. You said your gift is important. Don't hold back. Your gift is necessary. Don't hold back. That's a difficult thing to do because of the nakedness you spoke of. Because of the fear, the anxieties of being exposed. Um, But that is your gift. To be wildly okay with yourself. Yes, wildly okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. All right. 
I'm gonna have to really process a lot of the things that we said here. Um, I have had a whole epiphany, and uh, I hope all of the listeners did too. Whether you're wherever you're at, um, on a train or, or walking or on the treadmill or just in your house at your job, I hope you're I hope you're listening and understanding um, the gifts that you have and and the the value that comes from your adversity and and how to accept it. And not with your head down, with your head up, with your chin up. You accept it. You know, that is that is godlike. And uh that's that's what makes you special. It's not the good times. It's not the pictures on Instagram. It's all the stuff that got you there. That's the rich stuff. Dare dare I say one more thing, man. Um I'm I'm gonna paraphrase a, a phrase where it says there's enough air for birds to fly in. <laughs> so if whatever space that you're in and you may feel like someone else is doing what you where you want to be or where you, where you want to go, it's enough room in the air for you to fly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, they never are crowded. They always have plenty of space. And there's plenty. lots of them. <laughs> lots of them. Sometimes wow. Formation. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay. All right. We are in the last segment of this episode, this incredibly uplifting, thought provoking episode. And we are going to move into the ending segment, which I absolutely love. This is where Fresh Laundry, Theo Smith, gives us a gift um, by way of a thought exercise, something that allows us to be mindful and kind of internalize the concepts in this episode and um i can't wait to hear what it's going to be um theo let's hear it i'm gonna take you down a journey to what i said when we first started of something that i did and um, i'm gonna do it with those two and um for for this for a week straight or however feel however often that you feel like you need to do it when you get up in the morning I want you to write notes for tomorrow of what do you want to do or something that you can say about yourself that's going to prepare you for the next day or something that's going to prepare you to wake something up in yourself to be able to, before you can lay down and hit your pillow, that you go the extra mile um, to set yourself up for um, a, a good encounter with a better version of yourself. So for myself, like I said, I would put things like, how bad do you want it on my bed? Or I would um, say, hey, will you, will you go to bed with this mess? And that could be cleaning up your laundry. That could be <laughs> washing the dishes. That could be anything. That could be doing something of your purpose and your passion. Um, or, you know, put a love note for yourself or someone else saying, hey, I'm going to call somebody and tell them I love them. I don't want anything from you, but that I love you. Or... I love myself. I'm going to take myself out to dinner. I'm going to get carry out and come back home and chill out. <laughs> um, but those are the wakening moments of um, you're not self-made, but you're waking yourself up to be a better person. You're intentionally investing into yourself that it's better that I wake up with um, a positive attitude because sometimes we wake up and it's like it's groggy uh i want to do it 
these are the times that it's like, okay, um, hell, write it on your um, your mirror in your bathroom. Get a um, a dry erase marker. Those were great. And write, I dare you to go dumb nuts on your mirror and say, hey, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. I want to make this, this amount of money this week. I want to pursue this passion. Um, it's more to your story than just now. Put key things that only pertain to you and maximize on it because guess what? You have to look at those things either before you go to bed and get comfortable or when you wake up and brush your teeth. Make an intentional to invest in yourself. Hmm. Write notes to yourself. You said every morning or every night before you go to sleep for the next morning? Yep, either or, if not both. If not both. Write notes to yourself at night and or in the morning and challenge yourself and uplift yourself. With, with the words that you're speaking. How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go to bed again with this mess? <laughs> that's a oof, that's a challenge. Are you going to go to bed with this <laughs> <Including> mess? <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, like I said, it doesn't have to be something that's physically, but something that you need to deal with where you need to take ownership of and pursue it. Will you go to bed one more time and, and, and just, just exist and be comfortable? And make sure you're putting it either on your bed or on the mirror. Only put it in those two places, no other place. <laughs> Let me write that down. On the bed. It could be a sticky note. It could be a, even with, for myself, I would take cardboard from work. I mean, <laughs> I would take cardboard because I used to work at Walmart and I would cut off pieces of cardboard and take it home and intentionally with a Sharpie would write on it and saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Or I get a sticky note. This is what you need to do. Then I got the, like I said, dry erase markers right on there. Go, go ham, go nuts. Wow. Because you want better, and I, be- I believe everyone can be better. Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody can. Everyone, everyone Everybody. can. And right now, and, and I didn't want to go this route, but even in this pandemic, and sometimes a pandemic for a pandemic, being African American. This is the time to figure out the best version of you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm constantly under attack and I have to figure out how to protect myself, how to protect my gifts, how to move correctly. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a challenge every day. So I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to do this, um, do this thought exercise. I do all the thought exercises. Um, but I'm looking forward to this one. I need this at, at this point in my life, in my journey, um, to just keep myself reminded that, you know, the adversity is the gift. Don't get angry at it. Don't get tired of it. The adversity is the gift. You're go- only going to get better. And that itself will manifest. But you have to get better first. Wow. Um, thank you, Theo. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Um, I am a little speechless. Uh, we, we really stumbled over some very important aspects that I uh, hadn't expected to cover, to be quite honest. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that is one of the reasons that I love this, this podcast, why I feel 100% confident in it is because every episode I learn and gain something I didn't have before. Um, 
these are this is a very unglamorous setup I have. You all can't see this, but if you could see the room I'm in and the way that, you know, my days go prior to this. This is a very these are this is all the ugly stuff. But the fruit of it is so incredibly impactful in my life and I have grown so much just from pursuing it and um and it comes from 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 guests like you Theo who who take the time to to share these concepts and have these conversations and um I'm I'm incredibly thankful and uh yeah thank you yeah tell us where you we can find any of your artwork uh how we can follow you how we can engage with you uh where, where are you at if you follow me on instagram follow me under that laundry that laundry folks <laughs> laundry yep straight straight to the point uh but then of course my website is under fresh laundry uh but it's spelled with ph so like pharmacy so don't throw throw out the f we'll put in a ph in a, in a process of that so p h r e s h laundry.com and that way you'll find to see what i'm hanging and then also um, just see what witty things I got coming up. I got some new things I'm trying to bring into the to the element of the cycle, if you will, of my laundry. So I'll share you and take you on the journey. So you've done several murals around town here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so in Fort Wayne, um, I've just recently um, got some stuff across the pond in London. Uh, so yeah, this things is happening, man. And so some pretty key people. I don't want to put them on here, but unless you want me to, but. Hey, you can you can name drop. Tell us. I'm not name dropping, but I'm just just let just letting you know. I'm working with some some dope clients. I've did things for um, Porsche, Starbucks. Um, I've did some things for um, recently with um, Spike Lee. Um, also, too, I've recently um, with this past week, um, I've been working with George Floyd's sister. So nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasured and honored to be a part of some some things that is coming up. And um, I'm in the Midwest, and who would ever think that something that come out of Midwest? you know what, I think something will come out of the Midwest because I know who I am and what I want to be. So You are incredible, man. You are incredible. I am so thankful to know you um, just as an individual and to and just your, your talent is just incredible. So y'all need to go check out Fresh Laundry ASAP. As soon as you're done with this, I'll have all the links in the show notes. Go and click on Fresh Laundry and feed your soul. There's the visuals that come from this man are just incredible. And if you have the opportunity, go on, hang you some laundry in your house. You will never regret it, ever. It's an investment. So, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man, well, look, I'm gonna let you go. All Thank right. you so much. Thank um, you. Yeah, I will, I will catch you around next time, bro. All right, man. All right, peace yeah. out, brother. Bro. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real-world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.